Welcome to Gospel Gains, a podcast specifically designed to give you, the student leaders in our campus fellowships, as well as other interested listeners, some tips and tidbits for greater ministry fitness. My name is Mark Fodale, and I'm privileged to serve as both your host and virtual trainer in this workout room for more effective gospel labors. Now, if you recall, last week we began to talk about small talk, that all-important skill that bridges the gap from the initial, hi, how are you doing, to the deeper and more significant opportunities that we have in knowing and loving others in conversations. Now, if you remember, I used an online definition of small talk to just frame our discussion. The blogger wrote this, small talk is polite conversation about seemingly unimportant or uncontroversial matters, especially as engaged in on social occasions. Whether you're networking, speaking with someone you have never met before, or meeting and greeting others in a casual setting, you must first be able to build rapport with casual conversation. Okay, now last week, we talked through some of the barriers, both internal and external, that we face as leaders in growing and using small talk skills. And then, if you remember, we began to talk through the first two principles in small talk. And as a reminder and refresher, here here they are. Number one, most people like to talk about themselves. So let them. That was the first principle. Here was the second. Learn to ask good, open-ended questions and then ask them. Okay, so those are the first two principles. Today, we're going to cover the final seven principles for effective small talk. Wait a minute, you might be thinking seven? That's right, seven more, making a total of nine. But please don't worry. My goal is to cover them deeply enough to be helpful, but quickly enough not to be overwhelming or wearying. And please feel free to let me know how I did. Okay, so small talk principle number three, prepare yourself ahead of time. In other words, think about where you're going, who you will be with. So, Whenever I'm in a new place or setting or know I'm going to meet some people for the first time, I try to think through some good starter questions. Listen, even though small talk is is small, the opportunity for initial connection is big. And so I want to prepare ahead of time. So as an example, Shannon and I will be on an airline flight within the next few days, at least in terms of when I'm recording this podcast. And we both want to be able to engage flight attendants and bus drivers and others in small talk, hoping it may lead to something deeper and more redemptive. And so before I am in the situation, I prepare for the situation. I have in my mind questions I might want to ask or topics that may be of interest. It's like that old saying, forewarned is forearmed. So if you know you're going to small talk, prepare for the small talk. Okay, here's principle number four. Practice opening conversations in a way that broadens them rather than shuts them down. 
me say that again. Practice opening conversations in a way that broadens them rather than shuts them down. Now, we talked a bit about this last week, but many of us are not too skilled at asking questions in a way that opens a conversation rather than closes it off. Now, maybe you're one of those. I know I was for many, many years. If you're not sure, just ask a trusted friend. Maybe they'll have the courage to let you know. Now, one way to grow in this area is to practice and then get feedback. Practice initiating a conversation in a way that leads to more conversation rather than less. And just get some feedback. You know, if you find that conversations typically drop off or just end awkwardly, maybe you can humble yourself and gently ask, is there a way I could have asked that that would have helped you to share more? You know, my high school tennis coach used to bark this across the courts. Hey, you all want to get better? Practice, practice, and keep practicing. (laughs) You know what? It's the same with opening conversations into small talk. Here's number five. Include the other person's name. Huh. And also maybe include information you know or remember about them. Wow. Sounds so simple, huh? But mentioning or using their name communicates interest and care. Also, recalling things from a past conversation can often help propel the current conversation. Yo, Jim, I remember you were talking about your calc exam last week. Did it go as well as you had hoped? So notice, hey, Jim, use their name. And then I brought up something I remembered from last time, their calc exam. And then I tried to ask a good open-ended question. Did it go as well as you had hoped? Might not be the best question, but it's a little bit better than how to go. Okay. Here's number six. This one I think might be tough for many of us. Here it is. Listen more than you talk. And that's sort of strange, right? Because in small talk, you want to listen more than you actually talk. Why? Well, the goal is to talk enough to draw the other person out. That means a skilled small talker will often be the person talking the least amount of time. Now, in order to do this, many of us will have to restrain ourselves from some pretty deadly patterns we have in conversations. What deadly patterns, you may ask? Well, I'll tell you. Some of us have the habit of one-upsmanship. This is what I mean. Someone says they had a hard day, and you just feel compelled to tell them how hard a day that you had. Or how about the habit of of what I call, what about meanness? This is a habit of looking for any opening in a conversation to talk about ourselves, our experiences, our history, our feelings, our thoughts. You know, a wise and skilled small talker will gain great joy in drawing others out, listening to them, getting to know them more than in spotlighting their own selves and their interests. Okay, here's number seven. Told you I was going to go through it quickly. Pick up on free information. People drop it all the time. 
And believe me, they really do. <laughs> the more people talk, the more there are informational crumbs on the ground at their feet. You just have to stoop and pick them up. You know, one thing I particularly listen for as people talk is emotional words. They're often the door into more conversational small talk. So if someone says, yeah, that talk was really interesting. I tell you about alarm bells of delight and opportunity go off in my head, and I'm ready to ask, huh, what was really interesting about it? Or if someone comments, oh, I can't wait till spring comes. Let me tell you, I can't wait to ask, really, what, what do you like about spring? Free information. Friends, pick it up and turn it back into small talk gold. Okay, we have two more. We can do it. Number eight, become a student of people. That's right. The people we are talking to are, well, they're people. And as leaders, we need to learn to observe and study people well. Now, I don't mean in an awkward way. But I don't mean staring across the room or stalking strange characters. But I mean developing the eyes and the heart and the discipline to notice key things about a person. Maybe their, their sense of personal space. Maybe, maybe just the hand gestures they often use or, or their eye movements or the pitch of their voice or how they express or don't express emotions. You know, for some people, it's helpful to ask, how did you feel like the day went? But for others, it's helpful to say, what have you been thinking about lately? You know, all of us, uh, all of this can help us to know how and when to talk to others in a way that cares for their particular design and sets us up for further relational progress. Okay, here's the last one. Practice and grow by talking to most everyone you meet. That's right. Please don't limit your small talk to fellowship events. I mean, a small talk is a way to bestow dignity and honor on those created in the image of God. When we talked about this in last week's episode, then we should desire to do it more and more rather than less and less. So talk with anyone and everyone God brings across your path. The person in your class you still don't know. Those who work in food service that you see all the time. The, the server at a local restaurant that you're in. The young family or maybe the older person in the church that you attend. <laughs> you know, our, our family was able to get to know our mail carrier at our home so well that he gained my birthday party one year. And I had the great privilege of sharing the gospel with him on a few occasions. And let me tell you, it all began with small talk. So I'm going to pray for you this week and for me as well. I'm going to pray that you and I would have the courage and humility to press in where we might be fearful, to trust God where we might be anxious, and to engage those we don't yet know in conversation. Okay, now next week is the next step. We're going to talk about how to move from small talk to gospel talk. <laughs> Let me tell you, I can't wait. Until then, thanks as always for listening in to Gospel Gains. <laughs> <laughs>